Welcome back to PCP. I'm your host, Spencer, aka Young Sushi. And today I got a couple movies to talk about. And I also have a list of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, so the first movie I wanted to talk about today was called Spencer Confidential. Um, I think I might have talked about this at one point. Um, this is a Netflix movie starring Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke, uh, Post Malone is in it. That's mainly the reason why I watched it. Um, he's not in it too much, but he has a couple of, uh, well, he has like three scenes, I think. And they're all pretty good. Um... Yeah, so, like I said, it stars Mark Wahlberg um, as Spencer. He is an ex-cop, ex-felon. He went to jail for a little while for assaulting an officer, which happened to be his uh, captain, because his captain was just a uh, really corrupt dickwad pretty much um this movie has to deal quite a bit with police corruption and stuff like that um but yeah it's a very fun action movie i really enjoyed myself watching it um i'd watch it again and they left it open for a sequel which i hope they do because that'd be pretty fun I like Mark Wahlberg, um, he really gets his ass kicked in this movie, but, you know, uh, Winston Duke in this movie was hilarious, I love Winston Duke, um, you might remember him, I believe he's in the movie Us, yes, I'm pretty sure, um, he plays the father in there, and he also plays Umbaku in, uh, Black Panther, very cool character, I like him a lot, um, I'm sure he's been in more, but those are the two things that I really remember right now. Um, And obviously Mark Wahlberg has been in a crap ton of movies. Um, Just for example, uh, Transformers, I believe, Age of Extinction. I don't know. Um, And he's also been in um, Patriot Day, I believe. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on all the movies he's been in. Uh, Instant Family, he's been in that. That was a good one. Uh, but yeah, he's been in a lot. If you don't know who Mark Wahlberg is, then you don't care about movies. Um, but yeah, he was, he was really funny in this movie. I always like him as, as kind of the hero. Um, but yeah, he definitely gets his ass handed to him quite a bit in this movie, which they actually, um addressed in the movie kind of made fun of it um Winston Duke was like man you get beat up a lot (laughs) and I was like yeah he really does um but yeah um so when he gets out of out of jail basically what he goes on to do he's trying to become a trucker and move to Arizona get away from Boston but then a couple of cops die. First, his uh, 
old captain died, who basically sent him to jail because he assaulted him. Um, but yeah, he he honestly deserved it. He seemed like he was a piece of shit. But then there was another cop who died who really didn't deserve it. He left behind a wife and a young child, and he was a good cop. And he was basically... He was in the car that hit the officer. I don't want to give too much away, but... Yeah, basically, he's... He got the blame for killing the uh, the captain. But he... Wrongfully so. And uh, Mark Wahlberg basically uh he isn't having it so he kind of tries to figure everything out does a little private investigating and uh beats some people up and gets beat up and uh Winston Duke helps him along the way it's a fun movie i enjoyed it um it's nothing groundbreaking by any means but it's not like it's stupid or well it's stupid in good ways, and I think it would be fun if they made like kind of a a little franchise out of out of these characters because I like them. I I like the dynamic between Mark Wahlberg's character and Winston Duke's character. Um, yeah, Winston Duke was definitely my favorite character in this movie. He was the standout, even though Mark Wahlberg was the main star, um, and Post Malone was in it, Uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to address some, uh, Post Malone news, you may have heard about it, you may have not, um, so, there's been videos going around of him on stage, kind of following around, looking like he's, like, on something, or, like, really intoxicated, um, so, after minimal research, I found out that the song playing is called I Fall Apart, um, I love Post Malone, um, but yeah, basically, in every live show, he, on stage, like, kind of acts like he's falling apart, quite literally, on the stage, and that's the song that was playing when this was going on, and is the, that's what he does when that song comes on. Um, that's what I've heard from people that have been to his concert. Um... But, yeah, at the same time, it's, like, that was a specific video of, like, one part of the show, but you don't see any of the show beforehand. You don't see how he's acting beforehand. You just see him falling over on stage, and it doesn't look good. But, you know, you gotta take that into consideration. You weren't there for the whole show. Um, and, yeah and people that have been to his concert before in more than one place have said that he does that during I Fall Apart. 
Um, cause he's a performer. That's what performers do. They, they give you a good show or at least they try to, if they're a good performer, then they give you, they give you their all. I don't know. That's all I'll say on that. I don't think that's as big a news as it, as everybody's kind of making it. But also, I think most people, I hope most people understand at this point that, yeah, he is not on anything. I understand why people are concerned because there's been a lot of people dying, specifically artists um, that have been dying of like drug overdoses and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah. I don't know. That's all I'll say on that. Uh, I love Post Malone. I listen to his music all the time. And I know his songs by heart. I really want to go see him live. So, yeah. Alright. On to the next topic. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about... A show on Hulu called, um, oh, what's it called? I had it written down. One moment. Uh, The Most Dangerous Animal in the World. Uh, It's on FX and Hulu. I believe it's only four episodes. Um, It's a docu-series about the Zodiac Killer. Well, kind of. Um... There's a guy named Gary Stort who his father was, I believe his father actually had the same name, Gary Stort Jr. Um, and he was in and out of jail quite a bit, um, mainly for being a pedophile because he was, I believe either 23 or like 26 between there and uh went after a 14 year old girl and then they quote unquote fell fell in love and uh yeah eventually made um the guy who basically made this series and made a book of the same name um so yeah, it's their son, and uh, he doesn't know who his father is at first, or his mother, figures out who his mother is, and then figures out who his father is, and then tries to track him down, and then he thinks that his father's a Zodiac killer, um, and it seems like he, 100% that his dad was a Zodiac killer, until real evidence starts to get figured out. And I don't think Gary Stewart, uh, I don't think he lied about it. I just think that he was really under the, in, uh, not under the influence. He was really under the impression that, his father was, in fact, the Zodiac Killer. Uh, he didn't 
specify that he had some mental issues, including, like, uh, stemming from, like, abandonment issues and uh, trust issues and stuff like that. And I think his brain made him believe this so much that it kind of made up things. Um, I was a little disappointed to find out that it wasn't true. Um, I didn't know anything about this going into it. I just thought it might be interesting. Um, but yeah, he published a book on it and everything. Thought his dad was a Zodiac killer. But his dad was quite notorious still and made a name for himself in crime. Um, I think it's called the Ice Cream Lovers or something like that. Um, yeah, broke out of, well, I don't know if he broke out of jail specifically, but I know he broke his girlfriend out of jail multiple times and posed as a doctor once to get her out of the hospital. And I don't know, it's nuts. It's, it's a crazy story. And I do think that his dad was a piece of shit, but I don't think that he was the Zodiac Killer at all. Um, which is a shame because it's like back to square one. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's all I'll say on that. I thought I was going to have more to say about it, but really, since it's not true, it was kind of, it felt like a little bit of a waste of time afterward so I was a little disappointed but you know can't change the facts um however it did intrigue me and I learned stuff so I guess it did its purpose um oh yeah uh there was one thing that I completely forgot to mention that I was going to talk about which is crazy because it's a new movie um so, yeah, let's talk about Onward, the new Pic- Disney Pixar movie. Um, oh my god, I love this movie so much. I want to watch it again as soon as possible. Um, it stars Tom Holland as Ian and Chris, Pat- Chris Pratt as Barley. Um, yeah, so they're basically brothers. They're both elves. They live in this kind of like fantasy magical land but after the introduction of technology like modern technology now they have planes and houses and cars and police officers and buildings and yeah they have they have basically modern technology it's basically like the world now but with fantasy characters um I thought that was a really cool concept and something I don't think we've really seen. Uh, We kind of saw it with Zootopia, but not really. Not to this extent. Um, But yeah, this movie had so much heart. It had that Pixar, like, emotion. Uh, Definitely made uh, the waterworks, uh, you know, come into play quite often in this movie um 
yeah, by the end of it, I was a wreck. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, where do I start with this? I don't want to give too much away, obviously. Um, but basically, the general plot of this movie is about two brothers. Uh, one of them is an older brother out of high school, doesn't have a job, plays like D and basically their version of D and D. Um, and if you don't know what D and D is, it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I don't play it personally, but I know quite a bit about it. I well, not quite a bit, but I know a little bit about it. Um, but yeah, he's basically obsessed with that and obsessed with like magic and the way that the world used to be but isn't anymore for them it's like kind of a history thing but then you have Ian who's still in high school uh very shy um and seems to have a lot of anxieties um another thing about Chris Pratt's character Barley is that he is adventurous and not afraid of anything, but Ian is afraid of everything. And, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, he turns 16, Ian does, and his mom gives him a present from his father, who his father got sick and passed away before he could really meet him. He was just a baby when he passed away. And uh, he gets this magic staff from his father and a spell to bring his dad back for 24 hours. Um, however, some things go wrong when they try to do the spell and they only resurrect half of their father specifically from the torso down <laughs> um so yeah that definitely adds quite a lot of humor to this movie um it was really funny there were quite a few scenes that i thought were hilarious when it came to like his dad only having his lower half um if you saw it in the trailer they kind of made like a fake upper half um for him and that makes for a lot of funny scenes in this um but yeah I really like the that character specifically just because it was really funny like anything having to do with that character made me laugh quite a bit um and then uh what else was I gonna say Oh, yeah. So basically their adventure is they have to go get this uh, Phoenix gem because the staff came with one, but the Phoenix gem only works once, I guess, and they have to get another one so they can, you know, get the upper half of their dad so they can see him and he he can see them. Um, I don't think he can hear them, but he, like, has this tapping thing, like the, if, I hope you could hear that, um, but yeah, that's kind of how, in a way, he communicates with the sons, knows that they're there, and he can also hear 
or feel vibrations and stuff when like music is happening and stuff. Um, and they have them on a leash too, like one of those retractable leashes, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, basically they're on a quest to go find a Phoenix gem so they, um, they can see their dad for one, for, uh, well, for Barley to see him one last time and for Ian to finally meet him. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. I think you should go see it for sure. Um, yeah. I I don't know if this would be my favorite Pixar movie, but it's up there. Definitely up there. Um, in terms of emotion, it got to me quite a bit. And uh, the comedy was really good. I thought it worked quite well. It was really funny. And I liked the concept of it. And I think they executed it really well. Um, I didn't have the highest of hopes when I first saw the trailers. But I did, once it was like kind of around the release date, I heard earlier reviews that it was really good. So I... I was excited to see it, and I was not disappointed in the slightest. Um, yeah, if you have kids, take them to go see it, because it's a very good movie. Um, and it'll, it, it's good for, um, it's good for adults, too, because it'll hit you a little harder than you think. That's what Pixar does best. On to the next topic. Um, so I wanted to talk about a movie called Gantz O or Gantz Zero. I am not entirely sure which one. I believe it's based off of an anime. I'm not much of an anime person, so I'm not familiar with it at all. But, uh, how I found out about this movie was a channel called corridor digital i don't know if i've mentioned it on the podcast before i think i have actually um but yeah they have this series called vfx artists react um and they reviewed a couple of cgi moments from this movie um and when i saw it i was like i need to watch this because it looked crazy um, I haven't finished it all, I will say that, um, but what I, what I will say about it is that the CGI is insane, the action scenes are crazy, uh, basically what this movie is, is one long fight scene, um, it reminds me of a lot of different things. It reminds me of Halo a little bit. It reminds me of Mortal Kombat. A uh, little bit of uh, Gears of War. And uh, a little bit of Dead Rising as well. Um, and I'm sure it reminds me of more. But I can't remember currently. Um, but yeah, basically it's about these people who when they die... They go into, like, this sort of... They have to play this this game where they have to kill all the monsters and um, 
If they get 100 points, they can upgrade their weapons um, or bring back a dead teammate or just be free, I guess. It's kind of a weird concept, but um, yeah, so basically they got to they got to go around and kill monsters, and, uh, yeah, it's a really, really interesting concept, definitely one that I haven't really seen before, um, and the monsters are really, really messed up, um, one of them, for example, is literally just a giant rolling head, um, and since the CGI is almost realistic, well, I wouldn't say realistic, but it kind of looks like a really well-made video game cutscene, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it's a little bit disturbing. It's definitely gory as hell because it gives me Mortal Kombat vibes with the execution-style deaths and all that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a crazy movie, and it's on Netflix if you're curious about it. Um check it out. Uh, maybe just watch the trailer or go check out the VFX artist react episodes on, uh, the corridor, the corridor, uh, oh shit. Is it corridor crew? No, that's their podcast or no, their podcast is corridor cast corridor crew is the channel with the VFX artist reacts. Um, I believe it's maybe the most recent one, <clears throat> but yeah, um, definitely sparked my interest when I saw, um, when I saw them reviewing the, uh, a couple of scenes from that movie, the weapons in there are like really, um, creative and the monsters are creative and the whole the whole thing is creative and i really dug that aspect of it so uh go check it out if you're curious like i said it's on netflix so most of you have that the last thing i want to talk about today is my top 10 favorite movies of all time um so this list was pretty difficult to make but uh, I think I I think I got it. Um and you know, it could change eventually, but as of right now, this is where I stand. So, at number 10, uh Mamma Mia. Uh, it's my favorite musical and probably the only musical I'd really want to watch. I'm not a huge musical guy, so in terms of, like, watching a musical, Mamma Mia is usually my go-to. I didn't care much for the second one, but the first one will always, you know, I'll always love that one. I love all the songs in it, and, uh, yeah, it's just a fun, feel-good movie. Uh, number nine, I got The Fast and the Furious, the original, um, I love the whole series, but the original, it's just cheesy and uh, kind of what Fast and Furious started out as. 
Um, I obviously I love what it's become because it's just insane. But yeah, the original will always hold a special place in my heart, especially since it's like pretty cheesy since it was <clears throat> since the time it was made. I think it was like the nineties. So yeah, it was a little goofy. Um but yeah, number eight I have John Wick Baba Yaga. Um so yeah, Keanu Reeves, uh, obviously. I haven't seen two or three. I've watched, like, maybe half of two. Uh, I will get to them eventually, but the first one, I don't care what anybody says, it's probably going to be the best one because, you know, I feel like two and three are probably just like, oh, how do we make this more and more insane? Which I dig, but, like, the original is just really good. And I think it's um, good action. Um, Yeah, it's just about a guy who's just so freaking badass, you know? If If I had to choose ten movies to watch for the rest of my life, and only ten, this list would basically be it. Sorry about that. Uh, At number seven, I have A Star is Born. Um, This is the only one I'm not entirely sure about on my list. Um, However, I did see it like four times in the theaters. So uh, I think it's safe to say that I enjoy this movie thoroughly. Um and as somebody who loves filmmaking, um, it was Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, so it was like, look at somebody's first project and how good it ended up being. Um, Lady Gaga was amazing in it, Bradley Cooper was amazing in it, um, yeah, I love that movie. Uh, haven't seen the originals just the 2018 version, but I love that movie, and the music is amazing, and it's a great story, and it's really well made. At number six, I have Avengers Endgame. Uh, I don't think a movie has really made me feel a way like Avengers Endgame made me feel. Um, It was the culmination of, you know all these movies that I basically grew up watching and man, it for like an hour, I can't even explain it for like an hour, maybe two after I watched it, like it made me feel a certain way. I don't know. It was really weird. Uh, Something I really can't explain, but yeah, I just know that. (sighs) <sighs> due to my connection of my connection to Marvel and how I grew up with it, this movie really just, you know, this movie was perfect for me. So, yeah, I think it might be my favorite, one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, and it really stands out to me when I think back. So that's why it's on this list. 
number five, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've seen this movie a shit ton of times. To not put it on my top ten list would be just ignorant of me. Um, yeah, I love Quentin Tarantino. Um, spoiler alert, he is not... This isn't the only Quentin Tarantino movie on this list. Um, honestly, the fact that there aren't more is surprising to me. Um, I thought for sure Kill Bill would have ended up on here. But, alas, I did not. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a movie that the history, I knew about it, sort of, with Sharon Tate and stuff like that. So my connection to it was, um, you know, I actually felt something about it before going into it. Um, and yeah, I love the way it was executed. It was made incredibly. It was acted very well on Leonardo DiCaprio and, uh, Brad Pitt's behalf. Um, love them both in this movie. Love the dialogue. Um, yeah, it's just a really well-made movie about a time in Hollywood that I find very interesting and compelling. Um, <clears throat> at number four, I have Get Out, uh, Jordan Peele's directorial debut. Um, this movie is incredible. It's made incredibly well. Um, and honestly, is the reason I love movies. Um, I'm not huge on horror movies, but this one is easily my favorite of all time. Uh, number three, I have Pulp Fiction, the second Quentin Tarantino movie on my list. Um, and yes, I put it above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because this movie was the first time I watched a Quentin Tarantino movie and is what made me fall in love with him in the first place. Um, so yeah, that's why it's at number three. At number two, I have Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Not a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie. Um, usually they say it's um, Empire Strikes Back. I, I agree that movie is incredible, but this movie just holds a special place in my heart. I watched it a million times as a kid. Um, and yeah, it, it's definitely my favorite Star Wars movie and one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and... I, I love Star Wars, what can I say? At number one, this it was difficult, number one and two. I didn't know which ones to pick, really. But I went with The Shawshank Redemption. Um, this movie I watched first in law class and absolutely fell in love with it. And I've watched it a million times since. Um, yeah, Morgan Freeman and all that. Such a good movie about a guy who is wrongfully committed of killing two people and goes to prison for two lifetime sentences, has the odds against him, yet remains to be positive and have an optimistic outlook on life going forward. Um, and yeah, this movie... It's on the top 100 best movies of all time. I believe it's actually number one. 
and that's why it's number one for me because I do think it's one of the best movies of all time. Um, and I think that one will stay at number one for me for life. Um, just because I love the movie and, um, yeah, enough said. Uh, yeah, so I got to about 35-ish minutes in this podcast, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that was my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Um, I will say that you should expect a top 10 of 2020 and all that. After, after years wrap up, I plan on doing a top 10 of that year. Um, top 10 movies of 2020 and all that top 10 movies of so on and so forth. Um, yeah. So expect to see that at the end of the year. Um, I'll also probably do, um, some other top tens, maybe top fives or shit like that. Um, however, I won't do those too often, but I will do them every once in a while when I come up with a good one. Um, maybe I could do like top 10 or maybe like top five favorite shows of all time. Um, maybe like top five favorite video games of all time. Um, could do like a top 10 favorite movie characters. That would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, if you have any ideas, go check out the PCP page page on Facebook, um, and you should be able to message me, uh, from there, and if you have any ideas on, uh, top 10, or just any ideas in general, or any questions, um, feel free to hit me up there, um, yeah, so I think that's gonna do it for today, um, what do we got coming up next, uh, that's a good question, I haven't really been paying attention to what's been coming out, um, I know that the way back with um Ben Affleck is out. I might see that. I might not. Um if I do expect a review of that. Uh what else? Uh Bloodshot is coming out this this upcoming week. And there's also a movie coming out called The Hunt, which I don't think I'll see until I hear if it's good or not, because, I don't know, it just doesn't really appeal to me that much. There's a movie called Wendy coming out, I'm not entirely sure what it's about, but I'll have to look into it. Oh, it's about, it's like loosely about Peter Pan, um, maybe I'll check that out. There's, there's quite a few movies coming out that I want to see, but Bloodshot is honestly one that I really want to see. 
because I thought the trailers looked badass. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll hopefully check that out uh, with Vin Diesel. Um, I'm down to watch that one because uh, I don't got friends. I got family. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what's coming up this upcoming week. Um, I don't, I don't want to say expect a review for it because I don't know for sure if I'm going to see anything, um, but definitely keep your eyes out, uh, yeah, so we got to 40 minutes, so that's pretty sick, um, thank you for listening, go hit me up on the PCP Facebook page, um, if you have any questions or any ideas for like maybe a top 10 or any ideas in general, um, I'd love to hear what you think and, uh, yeah, thank you for listening and have a good week.